Murphy's Mandeville Gun and Knife Show. Knives, guns, and ammo. Saturday, April 17th. Sunday, April 18th. At the Casting Center, Mandeville. Fitzmorris Food Show on a dreadful, dreadful day. I'm Marianne Fitzmorris sitting in the chair. I'd love to talk to you about food, 5569696. Wow. And I just heard that it's going to be bad for the next couple of days. So it's weird to be almost mid-April and to hear a temperature of 60 degrees out there. It's, it's a little strange. Anyway, I got soaked myself. Uh, coming back from some errands, so I'm trying to uh, warm up. Would love to chat about food, as Tom says. If you've ever eaten anything in your whole, whole life, give me a call, 556-9696. At 3 o'clock today, we have Jeff Morrow calling. He is uh, from the Food Network. He has two shows as near as I can understand it. He is on The Kitchen, which is an ensemble cast, which uh, we've seen that show several times at Matina Bella, our favorite breakfast place. It airs at exactly the time that we're there having breakfast. And I'm sure other times of the day as well. But he also has a show called The Sandwich King, which I'm not sure is still airing I've not been able to see any episodes of that and various other things, but his first book, Come On Over, is out now, and uh, I recommend it very highly. Um, And I'll talk to him a little bit about this, but it's not the standard cookbook circa 2021. And uh, and I loved it. I absolutely loved it. I think he may have a podcast, which I definitely want to hear about because he's a funny guy. And I would uh, I would kind of really be interested in, in tuning into that podcast. 5569696 is the number. That will be at 3 o'clock today. Until then, you just have me. And I would love to talk to you, and I have you. At least I hope I have you. I would love to hear from you. Five five six nine six nine six. Somebody sent me, as I said numerous times, we get a lot of email from people who either are commenting on the show or want to draw our attention to something that they found. And a couple of days ago, or maybe a week or two ago, I got an email from someone that included an article about possibly my favorite subject, chocolate, and about the best chocolate shops in America. And I didn't realize this, but one of them is right here in New Orleans. I'd never heard of this place, and I, uh, I would very much like to know if anyone has been to it and would also like to talk to them. Also, I meant, I meant to mention this. Jude uh, called me today and said that he has a guest for me, which I am very interested in talking to. There are two ladies from here. One is from New Orleans, and one, I believe, is from Lafayette, if I understand it correctly, who have been doing a food truck 
in Los Angeles called the Beignet Box and have just, <clears throat> as most food trucks ultimately do, gone to a brick and mortar. And the brick and mortar is on Ventura in Studio City. And they just opened it a few days ago or maybe a week ago, and last weekend, I think. And they opened to a second line and a band and a parade with floats. And I'm thinking, you can see that anytime in New Orleans, but it's really weird to see it someplace else. So uh, he thought that it would be fun for us to talk to them, and I agree, so we're going to be getting them on. Anyway, this chocolate shop is called, and I don't even know how to say it, Akali. It's on the West Bank, and it is uh, the brainchild of a woman named Carol Morse, who got interested in chocolate on a trip to Central America when she started talking to the cacao growers and... Um, she decided to, her husband was an is an anthropologist and um, he was there working and then she decided to um, take these cocoa beans and blend it with cane sugar and uh, has a really unique taste. And I would be most interested in hearing about this place if anyone has been there or has had that chocolate because um, it's nice to know something like that is close to home. As a matter of fact, I will look that up uh, this week. I have to go to the West Bank for something else and we'll probably stop in again at Rizzuto's and uh, check out a few more things on that menu and I will maybe hit this place too if it's, if it's still around. I mean, I, I, I haven't heard anything about it. I can't believe I haven't heard anything but if you know something about a chocolate shop on the West Bank called Akali, it's, it sounds like it's a production facility, and I would imagine there's probably a retail space there. Um, I would love to hear about it. 556-9696 is the number. Today is the birthday of, first of all, my sister. Happy birthday. Not the one that you hear on the show, but the one that lives in Seattle. And uh, I won't say her age, but she's my young sister. And she uh, has always had this April spring birthday, the only one in our family. And uh, it's, it's like when her birthday rolls around, we know that spring is here and summer is coming. But you certainly wouldn't be able to surmise that from the weather outside, that's for sure. She also shares a birthday with uh, Baron Philippe de Rothschild who was born today in 1902. At the age of 20, he took over the management at Chateau Mouton, which his great-grandfather bought in 1853. For the next two decades, he was single-minded in the pursuit of first-growth status for Mouton, which has been a second growth, had been a second growth in the Great Bordeaux classification of 1855. His motto was... First, I am denied. Second, I disdain. I am just mouton. I don't know uh, what he means by that, I guess, being humble or something. But anyway, uh, he created the mouton cadet. He reached his goal in 1973 
when he created the first branded wine in Mouton Cadets and the first French-California partnership in Opus One. He was a revolutionary, and uh, he certainly, the, the name Rothschild is, uh, is big in wine making and various other enterprises, one of the first families of the world, I guess. Thomas Jefferson's birthday also today. In addition to his achievements as a statesman and philosopher, he was a serious gourmet and wine lover. He was born in 1743. He planted vineyards in Virginia using vines from Bordeaux and thought that someday American wines could rival French wines. His favorite wine was Chateau Lafitte. I have to say, there's only one time that I've had Virginia wines, and it was in Virginia. And uh, it was at a dinner, and it wasn't an official dinner. We were just staying at Keswick Hall, which is not far from Thomas Jeffers from Montpellier. And um, we had some Virginia wines with dinner that night. And I was absolutely blown away by the Virginia wines. I had never had them before. I have not had them since. But uh, I thought they were really exceptionally good. And uh, one of these days, I look forward to having it again, maybe in Virginia again. Happy birthday, though, to Thomas Jefferson, who was quite the gourmet, and wine was not his only uh, gourmet adventure. All of those guys back then, Benjamin Franklin, they were all gourmets. I guess if you're a member of the Political class, you eat and drink pretty well, generally speaking, has always been thus. Deaf dining rule number 236, never order a famous, very expensive wine just to be on the safe side. You're already on the safe side by ordering wine at all. That's true. That's what Tom has always said. Waiters will have a different opinion of you if you drink versus not drinking. Back, I guess, what, maybe, well, he says it a lot. So I would say that in the last few years, I've heard Tom say that he's done with drinking. And then after his birthday party, he really said, I'm done with drinking. And this time, I think he means it. So that's not really hard for me because I'm not a drinker to begin with. But now I wonder how he feels about how waiters might feel when he comes to the table and doesn't order any wine. Every now and then he might have a drink, but no more wine for him. 5569696 is the number. It's just me, Marianne Fitzmore is here. I would love to talk to you about food. And again, as Tom says, if you've ever had anything to eat in your whole, whole life, give us a call. We'll be back. One of my all-time favorite restaurants is the legendary Pascal's Manali. It's now open for lunch Wednesday through Friday with happy hour specials in the dining room every day. Tuesdays, enjoy two-for-one appetizers and Hansa's vodka martinis. Wednesday and Thursday's wine and beer specials. Friday's lunch martinis are $5. Say hello to my friend Thomas at that great oyster bar when you go to Pascal's Manali, 1838 Napoleon Avenue. Reservations are recommended. Call 895-4877. I like a Gershwin tune. How about you? Of course, everyone likes a Gershwin tune. Let me tell you about the Anchor. You know, it's, it's, 
maybe counterintuitive. You would think that it's not a good day to go to a place like the Anchor, but it actually would be. It is under roof. So this is for the next few days because they actually open tomorrow. But uh, they're under roof. They're under the Chifuncta's roof. It's one of the sister restaurants. There's two restaurants, one up and one down. Chifuncta is the gourmet, fabulous, pull-out-all-the-stops restaurant. And its sister restaurant, Anchor, downstairs, is, like I said, under roof. So if it's raining, not a problem. Anchor is where you can go and get great smoked meats in a barbecue family pack. You choose your sides, you choose your meats, and you can either pick that up and go out for a day on the water because they you can pull right up to the Anchor. And uh, that's one of the things that is left over from the Friends days. You just pull up on the boat, come on in and get something to eat. You can do that. You pick up the family pack, you go out on the boat, or you can pick up a family pack and just bring it home. They also have a much more extensive menu than they did last year. This is a seasonal restaurant. It's open again for the season. They have a long list of appetizers, which are really interesting and different kind of appetizers. They have seafood plates. They have sandwiches. They have a crawfish boil there. A hamburger. All kinds of things. It's a much more extensive menu this year. This is their second year of operation. And so they've done a little tweaking on the menu and uh, I would say uh, much improved. The Anchor is a sports, well, it's not a sports bar, but there's sports that you can watch at the bar. It is a great place for the family to go because they have little games like cornhole and a playground and stuff like that. And it's just a, it's just a really nice place to go. That's the Anchor at 407 St. Tammany Street where it runs into the Chifuncta River. It's in Madisonville, the anchor. The phone number is 985-323-4800. is the number. If you've had an interesting meal recently, would love to hear from you. It was just the weekend, so I'm sure some people had some good stuff to eat. We had a much quieter one because we got flooded in, as I said yesterday. It's Peach Cobbler Day today. It's easy enough to make when you bake some fresh peach slices with a little sugar and cinnamon and they're soft until they're soft. When you drop the spoonfuls of sweetened biscuit dough into the baking dish, mix them up and bake again until it browns. Not enough restaurants serve peach cobbler. The best that we've ever had around here was at the coffee pot on St. Peter Street where they would serve it only on Saturdays in a big beer schooner with whipped cream. Its only drawback was that it was very sweet, which is a hallmark of the dessert. We think it would be better if it was made with fresh, fresh peaches and less sugar. Uh, today, the words to eat by are from George Dumarier, who said an apple is an excellent thing until you have tried a peach. Aren't peaches delicious, fresh. Unfortunately, it's really hard to get a good peach. Uh, Mary Lee said this about the strawberry batches that she had recently. I haven't, I had, we had two, we used to get strawberries all the time in season. 
and we have a fruit stand not far from here. And this was when Mary Lee was living with us. She would get a lot of strawberries because she's loved strawberries passionately since she was a little girl. But because we don't see her as often as we used to, we don't go and get strawberries and keep them in the house because we don't eat as many of them as she does. So I've only had strawberries from the batch of strawberries this year twice. One was uh, when Jude was here, she went and got some strawberries, made some chocolate covered strawberries, and those were good. They were sweet, they were soft, they were good. And then I got some recently to make strawberry shortcake as one of my experiments, which I'm gonna make another one maybe today or tomorrow because I have to, um, have to send uh, the cake out to um, the baby. It's his birthday this Sunday. And um, the last batch I had was not very good. It was one of those situations where fruit, which you would expect to get at a store where it's been shipped across the country, where it's really hard and then it's gone. It's, you know, it's, it's rotten or it's moldy, you know, like the next day. That's what happened with this last batch of strawberries. And I don't really know how to prevent that from happening. So, um, you can refrigerate them like I learned the the secret of the of the avocados that someone told me about Martha Stewart saying that avocados will keep for weeks in the refrigerator and I never knew that it was an avocado was hard one day and then inedible the next day because it had rotted so uh peaches are to me maybe the worst offender of that where the peaches that have been picked I don't know, even Alabama, they are hard. And then the next day, they're mealy and mushy and that horrible peach texture. So getting a peach that's ripe is perfection because peaches and nectarines, to me, when they're ripe are, I don't know, maybe the best fruit. I'm trying to decide. I think peaches really, though, could be my favorite fruit. I'm, I'm going through the mental checklist of all the fruits out there. Fruit is not my thing to begin with. And that's really why, because it's really hard to find good fruit. It's really hard to find fruit in its perfect, ripe state. If anyone has any tricks about fruit, how to get it to ripen, how to keep it. I, I'd like to hear it because I, I do eat a little fruit, but it's definitely not something that I, that I seek out. Anyway, a cobbler is a pretty good thing if you like that sort of thing. It's basically biscuit dough over fruit and it's eaten with whipped cream on top. I know that Tom likes the biscuit kind of fruit tarts and such, but that isn't necessarily one of my go-tos. But um, if you do like that and you like peach cobbler, there's also blackberry cobbler. And I'm trying to think of any other cobbler. Anyway, I have never had a peach cobbler or any other cobbler that I would really like to eat again because it's, it's not my thing, but I do occasionally eat just fresh fruit, and a peach to me is maybe the hardest thing to get actually fresh, actually ripe, 
and in that sweet spot between hard and overripe. But I am finding that with strawberries this year too. And, and it's, it's something that I find really, really untenable because a delicious peach and a delicious strawberry is just about right up there with God's gift, I think. Five five six nine six nine six. I don't wonder why it doesn't happen that way with, well, a strawberry has a hard mass to it, but blackberries and raspberries, you can eat those and they don't have to be all that ripe. I've never had like a really hard berry like that, but I think raspberries could be one of my top favorites too. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. Today is the birthday in eighteen fifty two of F W Woolworth. The F W stands for Frank Winfield. He founded the dime store chain that bore his name. While most of what they sold were dry goods, Tom remembers Woolworths for its lunch counter. He went to the one on Magazine Street. I wonder if, you know what I'm thinking now? And somebody tell me if this is right or not, because I didn't go to lunch counters. And um, there's a Peaches Records on Magazine right next to Casamento's. And I noticed that there was a lunch counter in there. And I was thinking that maybe it was one of those lunch counters that, you know, there's, I don't think there's any functioning Woolworths lunch counter except one in Bakersfield, California. And I was thinking it was weird to see one in Peaches Records, but could it be that the Peaches Records is it an old Woolworths? Because I didn't go to that neighborhood very much and I didn't go to lunch counters. If you are of a certain age and know that that is the case, let me know because I've been thinking that maybe they took that Woolworths counter from somewhere and just put it in there and that it was sort of a collectible item and maybe they were gonna do something with it at some point. But maybe it's just left over from the days of a real Woolworths. If you know the answer to that, give me a call, please. 5569696. Many breakfast burgers, grilled cheese sandwiches, and malts were enjoyed at Woolworths in those pre-fast food times. For Tom, it was a very, very big deal because he used to go with his mother to Woolworths and get a grilled cheese and I guess a malt. And that's, that was the eating out that Tom's family did. Neither of us were from uh, families that were um, financially endowed. And um, we had a very large family. There were seven of us. So eating out <laughs> was, was, first of all, an extreme rarity. And it was always also kind of a comedy show. And, um, and I remember always feeling sorry for the person who waited on our table, no matter where it was. I remember really only two eating out excursions when I was a child. One was at this restaurant on Airline Highway. I think it was called Charlie's. If anybody knows if that's the name of that restaurant, it was by Williams Boulevard, 
between Williams Boulevard and David Drive on Airline Highway in a strip mall. As I recall, it was not a bad restaurant. I thought it was pretty good, actually. I think we went there once, maybe twice. And then we went once to LaRousse when my brother, my older brother, got a job with Delta Airlines. It was his first big, real grown-up job. And he decided to splurge and take the whole family to dinner at LaRousse. I don't even know how he heard of LaRousse because we were... We were out in Kenna, I guess maybe working for the airlines, he heard of it. But that's how we wound up at LaRouth's that one time. But I guess Tom went, just him and his mom, to the lunch counter, and that was his experience with eating out. So, I mean, neither of us had a lot of experience with eating out, but ours was a little bit different. So I think he maybe went, like on a regular basis, maybe shopping with his mom like a lot of people did in New Orleans, and then they wound up at a Woolworths counter. But I know he does have several mem remembrances of that. If you know if the Peaches Records on Magazine Street was at one time a Woolworths, please give me a call, 5569696. I would like to know if that's the case. I kind of think it might be. It is time for the bottom of the uh, hour news from the Louisiana Radio Network. It's 2.30. We'll be back. Louisiana Radio Network, I'm Brooke Thorington. A top priority of the 2021 session, a centralized sales tax collection system, received significant support from the House Ways and Means Committee. Jeff Palermo has the story. The panel advanced House Speaker Clay Sheck-Snyder's proposed constitutional amendment on a 14-to-1 vote. This is the right thing. Currently, the state, along with local governments, collects sales taxes, but Schecksneider says it's time to put a single board in charge of collecting them. He says this way will be easier on small businesses and also ensure the right amount of taxes are collected. Our constituents pay taxes now that we're simply not collecting. The measure still has a long way to go before it gets through the legislative process, and it also needs voter approval. I'm Jeff Palermo. A body has been recovered from the Mississippi River in Reserve, Louisiana, according to St. John the Baptist Sheriff's deputies. Authorities have not released any more information except that the body appears it's been in the river for some time. Over the weekend, dive teams searched near the Mississippi River Bridge in Baton Rouge for missing LSU freshman Corey Goche, LRN. Hey, it's me, Gus the Gopher for Atmos Energy. I dig all around the yard. Occasionally, I bump into a utility line and get a headache. But if you hit one with your shovel, backhoe, or ditch digger, you could cause a gas leak, disrupt service, or worse. So call 811 at least three business days before you or someone else digs in your yard to have those underground utility-owned lines marked. It's free and it's the law. You dig what I'm saying? For more on safe digging, visit atmosenergy.com slash 811. How do you protect yourself from the new forms of the coronavirus? Here you go. Got a mask that fits good and snug? Perfect. Now, give your neighbors at least six feet of space and avoid crowds because all that stuff still works too. Look, I'll definitely get my vaccine when it's my turn, but now isn't the time to let your guard or your mask down. We can do this. Learn more at cdc.gov coronavirus. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Over the last 75 years, New Orleans has gone through many changes, and so has WGSO. From our early beginnings in 1946, broadcasting from the Jung Hotel, being home to Papa Stapa in the 1950s, being a music station, talking biz radio to speak in easy New Orleans style, you, our loyal listeners, have been here every step of the way with WGSO. 
It's now our 75th anniversary and we are so proud to have you here with us to celebrate. So we're going to celebrate all year long to show our gratitude to you and make 2021 our most successful year yet. And we will also continue to bring programs that appeal to people of all backgrounds. So from all of us at WGSO, we want to say thank you for making us the community voice of the Crescent City. I'll take Manhattan, the Bronx, and Staten Island too. Yes, indeed. 5569696 is the number. Talking about peaches that are ripe and Woolworths and Virginia wines. If you've had Virginia wines, I would like to know if that was uh, just me saying that or if, in fact, if you are a wine person and know about Virginia wines, uh, I would like to know your opinion. Today is the birthday of uh, Baron Philippe Rothschild. Uh, I don't normally get into the almanac namesakes. Roy, okay, before I get into that, we'll just go to Roy. Hi, Roy. Hi, Roy. Hi, uh, Marianne. You've got a caller. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't tell you how much I appreciate that. <laughs> well, <laughs> we, uh, we had restaurant and uh, lunch today at a restaurant where we've never eaten before. And it was quite interesting. It was a Mexican restaurant called Taqueria Habaneros. It's in Slidell on Pontchartrain Boulevard. It's a small place, very authentic looking and sounding on the inside. It's in a, it's in a small strip mall. We had a pizza. It's called a pizza barria. Hmm. And it's, it's like a giant quesadilla. So it's a, it's a, it's a flaky flour tortilla with seasoned shredded beef and cheese, and another flaky flour tortilla on top. Mm. And that's cooked somehow to brown it slightly on top. Mm -hmm. And the closest thing that we've ever had to that was at a Mexican restaurant that used to be in Mandeville 30 years ago, Casa Gomez, I think it was, on Highway Uh 190. They did something very similar to it that we just loved. Mm -hmm. You know, I think flour tortillas can be good. Flour tortillas can be really good. Especially when they when they cook them in such a way that they they're light and they're kind of crusty and flaky and yeah, and, uh, yeah. and crisp, so yeah. it, it was quite nice. It uh, it, it reminded it, the staff in there reminded us of Casa Garcia. It looked uh, to be family run. Uh, it looked like most people had English as a second language. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had a TV playing with with a, a Hispanic DJ singing <laughs> some song on TV. <laughs> So pretty authentic. The traditional bright colors. And Mm -hmm. and what we loved about it, it wasn't just refried beans, Mm -hmm. you know, and and rice uh, Mm -hmm. side dishes. Did you ever go to that? I'm sorry. What they call a soup, and it's for dipping. Uh And it's a beef soup for for dipping the uh, Uh the pizza in. Really? Hmm. That sounds sounds actually authentic. I mean, I don't know, but that sounds different. Very, very different and uh, very tasty. Uh-huh. Uh, did you ever go to that place? You know the Home Depot is in Slidell? I, I forget what. Yeah. The Airport Road, mm-hmm. I guess, is what it's called, I think. Um, did you ever uh, go to that big Mexican place there? I see it the when I pass through. The one that replaced Is that the one where Zia's used to be? Oh, I don't know. I don't, rem- I don't know. Was, was Zia uh, there? Did, did, it's right across from the mall. 
Yeah, there was a Zia's there, and Zia closed, oh, huh. and I think a okay. Mexican restaurant took it over. We we had never gone there, no. Uh huh. Well, it no. looks like it's doing pretty well. It's a big place if you can operate a big place like that for a while. Um, it's it's a pity that Zia didn't make it there, and I'm trying to imagine why that would be. Because oh, we loved good. Zia's. We loved yeah. it. Whenever we went there, it was very crowded at, at lunchtime, yeah. even on weekends, especially on Sundays. It, uh, it looked like it had a good following there, but I, I don't know what happened. Yeah, I, it's it's odd because it's a good, it's a good casual American food place, and everybody ought to be able to find something to eat there. And I just don't understand why they would close that one. Because, I mean, you all need places to eat there. It looks like uh, it's getting a little bit better, though. Slidell. Compared Wait, to what? Mandeville and Covington, compared to Mandeville and Covington, we're quite hard up here in Slidell. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's not Aside that far, chains, either. We've got plenty of chains, and we don't need more chains. We need more of yeah. the... Uh, the local type restaurants. Uh, the one that's probably been around the longest here in Slidell is Southside. Uh huh. Is that good? And I, I kind of. Uh, it, it's very good. It's it's uh, it's casual. It's not fast food. They've got a, a huge menu. I, I laughed when Southside opened around 1990 or so because it was in a section of town that was dying at the time. Yeah. And they've actually grown, and that area of town's coming back. Mm -hmm. uh, they've got good variety. Uh, you get seafood there or po' boys, roast beef po' boys. So they've, they've got the full the full range of uh, appetizers and, and main dishes. What about that Italian place that took the spot that was um, Stone's? Hmm. What was Ryan Stone Ware? I think that was his name, Ryan Stone Ware. And it's, it's right out in the golf course uh place on oak oh. harbor boulevard yeah we've, we've heard about it uh we haven't gone there we've yeah we've heard that it's good but uh, uh -huh. when we look at the menu it's it does doesn't appeal to me uh-huh like that yeah okay well i that was a good play i thought that stones I, I forget the name of it i thought that was really actually good and maybe worth driving some to go to and i don't he wound up somewhere, and I don't remember where it was, but I thought he was really good. You know who I'm talking about? Uh, I I don't know. We, yeah. we had never. I, I know there was another restaurant there that looked it looked good, but we had never made it to the restaurant before. Okay, I have a mission for you to go to that place by the Home Depot. I want to find <laughs> out about it. All right, you have been deputized. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure my wife will. When she hears this, I'm sure she will uh, say, "Let's go." Get right on <laughs> it. That'll be our next outing. <laughs> Get right on it. I'm glad that you all are getting out. That's good. All right. Take care. Thanks for calling. Appreciate Thanks. it. Bye. All right. Let's go to you know who, Michael seventy five. Hello, Michael. Hey. Good afternoon. And I, I've detected in your voice that. Uh, Kenner was a uh, John the Baptist crying in the wilderness for food when you were talking. Is that correct? <laughs> Actually, I think that Kenner is a most interesting place. I do. I, I think that, um, I don't know if you're talking about for, you know, gourmet food, but I think that the ethnic offerings in Kenner are probably the best of the entire metro area. And I've said this several times before, if you are looking for 
the not the hip version of you know not the instagrammable version of ethnic cuisine the real mom and pop truly authentic places are in kenner uh you are c completely in agreement with me in fact i utter this italian phrase el paradiso del cibo that means <laughs> The Kenner Williams Boulevard <laughs> corridor is food heaven. And, and, and here's why. Okay. By the way, I, I want to I want to apologize for making a slight mistake on the translation of uh, Reims, R E I M S. I said Reims. It's mm -hmm. actually Reims. That's how they pronounce it. Uh, yeah, it's why, always get... not what you expect. Yeah, it's it, it, right. And you can't exactly. make your tongue do those things all that easily. That's you know you have to train exactly. it. Yeah. Anyway, some. Some of the incredible offerings on the El Paradiso in Kenya, uh, Little Chinatown, the uh, Hased, uh, the Kased Hilal, uh, Hilal, which I got something yesterday from. It was called a Turkish Delight. Are you familiar with that? Well, I know what Turkish Delight is, but apparently not in the context that you're going to offer. Okay, here. well, the, the Tur no, the Turkish Delight is a fabulous candy. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, fact, yeah. It, okay, okay, that's what it is. Okay, that's what I thought. Right. Huh. Right, and, and it, it's memorialized in the famous song by Dean Martin. Uh, it's a big, wide, wonderful world we live in, a Turkish delight. I'm in heaven. That's some of the words. And anyway, and you like the Turkish delight? You like it? I like it. Yeah? Well, I think it was four ninety nine, and it, it was a walnut <laughs> Turkish, Turkish delight, so it, it was incredible. I actually brought some Turkish delight back from Turkey and really? never did try it. I gave it to my sister, but she thought it was pretty delightful. Yeah, this, it is great. Uh, so the Hasid Kalal, right off of Williams. And there, first of all, and there's a little Chinatown. There's Seven Walks. There's the Red Apple. There's the Ideal Market. There's the Fiery Crab, the Golden Corral, the Shish Kebab. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Back, up, back up, back up, back up, back up. Did you make it to the fiery crab, which is very much not ethnic, but did you make that's it to fiery only, crab? That's the only place I'm, I'm talking about in here that I haven't been. I still have to do that. But anyway, yesterday, on the way back from Baton Rouge, I went to my favorite Lebanese takeout place on the way home, and guess what happened? The fiery crab took over for that, so they, they must be pretty good because they're expanding everything. Well, they're, they're, they're out of, I think, Alexandria, and they have a number of locations across the state. And when they moved into the space across from the Orpheum, I thought, okay, they're obviously doing really well. So, Michael, you're worse than me when you say you're going to do something. you got to go right. do it, all right? But so, I have so many I've got so many other things ahead of that. I have to try There's another one. I'm sorry. The Viva Nicaragua. Uh, that's another great place I've heard. Uh, There's a Brazilian a place out there. Have you tried that Brazilian place? No, I don't like Brazilian. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, then there's the Harbor Seafood. There's Ted's Smokehouse. Very good barbecue. Yeah, I do like Ted's Smokehouse, yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, now yesterday I, I, I couldn't call again because I was banned from the second call. But I had some things to say about the everything bagel. Okay, but before you get into that, wait, wait. Before you get into that, I think the really more ethnic, ethnic restaurants occur between Veterans Boulevard and Airline Highway. Well, they have some, but there's a lot between Veterans and the Lakefront. Yes, there are. Yes. Okay. Anyway, go ahead. Yes, tell me about the everything bagel. 
Okay, everything bagel. Uh, during the height of COVID, when I didn't go out at all, I ordered my everything from Davidovich Bakery in New York, and and, ah. and then and, and which and then I uh, found out that uh, Dan Stein was doing it so for half the price. So I started going to. Okay, uh, wait, wait, stop up. right there. Stop right there. Where is Dan Stein getting his bagels? Someone asked about said something about that yesterday. Where does he get? Is he is he, is he from New York or Philadelphia? He's from Philadelphia. He claims to be a Philadelphia lawyer. Why he would okay. quit being a Philadelphia lawyer and open a a, a, a deli, I don't know. So because it's cool and hip. Okay, so I thought he was from on. Philadelphia. That's why yeah, I didn't think right. he was from New York. Okay, I'm gonna put, now, I'm gonna put him on the polygraph for that one. But anyway, he he gets his from the same place. Davidovich what's it called? Bakery. Davidovich. Okay. Yeah, Davidovich. Davidovich. Uh, Henry knows about that. Henry, do you know about Davidovich Bakery? Well, <clears throat> I was the one that was talking about. I knew Steins got their uh, bagels in from the East Coast. I didn't know the exact name. I think that uh, was what we were talking about yesterday. Okay, all right. Okay. Davidovich like Bakery. So you were ordering them directly. So do you get them? So now you get them from Steins, I guess. But you were ordering them. Is that a place that you had ordered before COVID? Like you just no, knew no, about I it? Found out, I had found out that Steins, which has by far nothing even close to a bagel like that in the city. I can't uh -huh. eat any other bagel, but uh, anyway, uh, that they had been using to bit of it. So uh, okay. the reason I got them originally, I don't want to have to. Henry, I like the uh, the locks. Uh, I put Nova locks on it with uh, cream cheese uh, on the everything and, uh, and papers. Okay, and, uh, so you're an everything bagel person, Michael? Not, nothing compares. Okay, I'm getting a little alarmed because when I start when I start being simpatico with you in too many things, I'm going to start getting really alarmed. Okay. Oh, you should, you should. <laughs> uh, I love I, the everything bagel. I wouldn't eat anything else. Go ahead. Right, but anyway, uh, yeah. Um, Michael, you're breaking up. A class of 1961, which is 60 years old. It wasn't even a reunion. Just, just as count heads, see how many of us had died. <laughs> and uh, and so how did anyway, that turn out? How did that turn out? It was great. Everybody was happy and cheerful uh -huh. that we were breathing. So yeah. um, anyway, six, uh, so we ate at Gino's restaurant, which is an Italian restaurant. Yes. It's okay. Yes. Wait, now, but Don, nothing. the gourmet neighbor, says that that's a fantastically good Italian well, restaurant. Well, he's, no? well, he's long. He obviously doesn't know anything about Italian. It's pretty okay. good. <laughs> okay. I, I, I'm pure. I don't even eat Italian. That's, that's how picky I okay. am. Okay. Anyway. So it's it's not, it's just ordinary is what you're saying. I a little bit of ordinary around. Okay. okay. I had the, uh, one, he had two of the, I ordered three appetizers. Uh, I had the minestrone soup, which was pretty good. Then, mm -hmm. I, then I had the caprese salad, and I made sure it was actual buffalo mozzarella in there. So, and uh, and that was pretty good too. Then, uh, and then I had fried calamari, which were terrible. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, anyway, uh, that was pretty good. But speaking of caprese, uh, Dan Stein makes the best. It's a strange thing. It's a caprese salad on a po' boy, and it is fabulous. I'm a little worried about your bromance with Dan Stein. <laughs> well, I'm not as bad as the guy who owns Turkey and the Wolf. On, oh, on don't. 
Huh? Don't even get me started. Don't don't even get me started. You got to go, Michael. I have to. I have a hard break that I passed three minutes ago. Anything oh, anything yeah, else I, on your list, real quick? I, oh, sorry, yeah, I had. I wanted to tell you about the fabulous meal I had today, but that's all right. I'll do that tomorrow. I'm always a day late and a dollar short. Make that on your list for tomorrow. Then start your list off for, with that for tomorrow. All right, okay. we're gonna take a break. We'll be right back. Five five six nine six nine six. Basil's Ace Hardware has been the center for your grilling needs for over 15 years. That's when I first got my big green egg, which I use more than ever lately. Fred also has Traeger grills and Weber grills and all the accessories for them. Charcoal and pellets and propane, as well as rubs and grilling utensils. Remember, a great cookout always begins with the right hardware. Basil's Ace Hardware, 4419 Transcontinental Metairie, 888-8588. Keith Young Steakhouse on the North Shore in Madisonville is everything anyone thinks of when a steakhouse comes to mind. The environment is elegant and handsome. The service staff is knowledgeable, attentive, and friendly. And most important, the steaks are superb. The steakhouse sides are also great. Keith Young Steakhouse, 165 Highway 21, Madisonville, 985-845-9940. Night and day, you are the one. Yes, indeed. I want to mention that Jeff Morrow is coming up at 3 o'clock. Jeff Morrow is on the Food Network. He has a show called Sandwich King. He was actually the seventh winner in the Food Network Next Star Challenge or whatever they call him. He's also on the kitchen. Eric, let's go to Eric. Hey there. Hey, good afternoon. So Jeff Morrow is going to be a great interview. Um, he's fun. He's, he's a cool guy. Now, do you know him? Pardon? Well, the kitchen is one of the few non-sports-related shows that I actually make a habit of either mm-hmm. you know, recording or, or, or watching live. It's, it's pretty good camaraderie. The, the recipes that they, the five of them put together are generally very, uh, they're easily made. They're not really uh, out-of-the-ordinary ingredients, but kid-friendly, family-friendly. It, he, he's a good guy. I think it's going to be a great interview. I'm looking forward to it. Um. I don't know what you know about him. If you like him, I will tell you that his cookbook is unlike anything else out there. And it is, I have read the book cover to cover and haven't looked at any of the recipes. Because he's that entertaining and the stories are that good. It is laugh out loud funny. I will um, I'll put in my laugh. Amazon order by the end of the day. Laugh out loud funny. Anyway, I'm very much looking forward to it myself. And uh, anyway, I just want to mention at 3 o'clock, Jeff Morrow from the Food Network is going to be with us to talk about his brand new first out book. All right. So, hi. Haven't heard from Hello. you in a while. No, so only thing I was going to, did you ever, tr- I mean, you're a chicken sandwich freak, right? I am. You, well, I'm a freak did, in general, but anyway, go ahead. I, okay. <laughs> um, the Nola chick that's about to disappear, did you ever try this chicken sandwich? Oh, is this a, the pop-up thing? No, it's in, well, Henry said it was a Waffle House. It's a Burger King. It's, an exp- it's a 
defunct Burger King on the corner of Carrollton Two Lane Avenue. Okay, is it? It's you said it's about to disappear. Yeah, uh, what do you call it? Um, Sydney Torres Jr. is going to make it into a Chick Fil A. Oh, is that right? He bought the he bought the property, and um, and I don't. I, the rest of me, it's a really great chicken sandwich. But I guess this mm-hmm. is only a holdover until he just demolishes that building, and he's got a Chick Fil A franchise about to go there. But so you never have had the chicken sandwich, huh? No, no, I haven't. And I also haven't gotten to your pizza place either. Well, I mean, I we have to qualify that. We yeah. have to qualify that. Your pizza place on Esplanade. No, not Esplanade, on Elysian Fields. On Elysian Fields in St. Claude, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, before they're not going to knock it down for a while. But if, if you're in that neighborhood and you want a, a chicken sandwich on a potato bun, that's, I mean, it's marinated. It's, it's pretty darn good. I liked it a lot. Okay. All right. I don't know. I'm I'm wavering though on my reliance on your advice. Uh, I, have to say I know. <laughs> I know. I, I As, and vice versa. Vice versa. Uh, I it's yeah, I, we thought we were sympathetic on everything, I but I guess not. I know. I, I know. guess not. Um, there is a a divide. I see the fissure happening right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what you need to do. You need to. Ha- Hunt me out a new fast food something, and I'll go try it for you okay. and uh, give you a preview on it. I was extremely underwhelmed with risottos, I have to say. Extremely underwhelmed. And you had the pizza. I had the pizza. I'll send you a picture of it. Yes, I, I was it, it really underwhelmed. You didn't you know, like I'll the tell char, you, the undercarriage, any of that I stuff? Love, I, love my, I love char. I can't say I don't love char. I do love char. But I didn't – I thought it was – just ordinary with a capital O. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, when, when, when you are next on this side of the lake and it's, you know, you're doing the family thing and you happen to be, that sounded snide. I didn't mean that to sound snide. Okay. I, right. I love your, you have a big family. You're part of a big old clan and they're over here and you're over here a lot. So when you're over here and you happen to hit the right time, which would be from three to six every day, except on Wednesday, it's all day. Uh, Maribo, have you been to Maribo? No. Maribo. Has yes, Maribo is in that sad little building that was a million things at the edge of Lee Lane as it goes into the condos. And it has been a whole bunch of things, including at one time an extremely peculiar place, which had some sort of jockey motif to it. And all of that's gone, and I call Maribo the curse breaker. Because, you know, when they have a revolving door, something happens and their place comes in and you go, okay, this one's going to stay. Maribo is the curse breaker. Wow. And it is actually a small version of my favorite restaurant in the entire world, uh, Bottega Louie in Los Angeles. It's got that look to it. Anyway, there's a pizza oven in the back and the pizzas are uh, great. And they are $7 a piece in the magical happy hour. So wow. you can go and get four of them. <laughs> and you still yeah. got a $28 bill. And you take them home and eat it all week. But it's great. And we just went the other day, um, Tom 
has taken to ordering things and then not eating them. And I love it when that's a $30 entree. But um, this night he said, let's go do pizza. So we went and got, you know, pizza. And it was just like, so it was a crazy bill of $18, you know? So, um, but, but it's not that it's cheap. It's that it's fashionable. It is great and, uh, and cheap from three to six every day. No wonder it's been such a phenom. How long has it been open? Maribo has been open at least five years. Really? Um, Ever? I've yeah. never heard of it. Yeah. Well, what's the matter? Did you not listen on the right day or something? Because we've uh, talked I, about it. I, um, I, I think I it's been at least, yeah. This year they're celebrating five years. Yeah, they are. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So I think it's an official curse breaker. You know, what is it? What's that formula? One out of every 200 restaurants makes it five years. So, yeah, they're, they're here to stay. They've been doing this series of bizarre dinners, whiskey and wild game. And apparently they sell out every single one of them. But it's a good it's a good place. I definitely recommend it. So try that pizza, and then let's see if we can get back to being simpatico. I'm okay. I'm disturbed by this fisher. Will do. I will uh, next hop across the lake. I'll give it a shot. Okay, sounds good. All right. <laughs> All right. Talk to you later. Bye. All right. Bye bye. That's my old college. Well, he's not old, but it's my college buddy, Eric. And we, um, we have these fiery chats about food in which he is far more passionate than I am, particularly about a few things, mainly pizza and used to be burgers, but maybe not as much as used to be. Or maybe it's me that's not as much as used to be on burgers. But anyway, and lately we have not seen eye to eye, and this is disturbing to me. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. If you want to talk to me, I'm here all by myself, wanting to talk about food. Tom is not here, but he has been for thirty three years, so we'll let him not be here today. And lately, I would say, uh, Jeff Morrow coming up at three o'clock to talk about his wonderful new book, wonderful new book, and. Uh, and I say that as a person who has seen a lot of books. Let's see. We've had, what else do we have here as we wind down? Oh, gosh, it is like almost time for, yeah. It's so dark. Um, the weather is so bad outside, and it's so dark. And even though I have a light on in here, I can barely see the screen of my, of my little um, seconds clock. Better is a dinner of herbs where love is than a fatted ox and hatred of unknown origin words to drink by today. I would say that's absolutely true, for sure. I never did get to Howard Keel, which is an unusual thing for me to talk about in the Almanac, a, a birthday food name, but we're going to do that after we talk to Jeff Morrow. And that will be coming up in a few minutes. It is time for the news at 3 o'clock. You're listening to WGSO New Orleans. It's top of the hour news from Louisiana Radio Network. Hey, this is William Wallace with William Wallace for America. You can hear me on Tuesday nights from 5 to 6 here in WGSO 990 AM, New Orleans, Louisiana.
Care Restaurant and Supply has reopened for you to come in and shop. Care has all the wipes, gloves, and sanitizing supplies that you may need, and face masks. They have a great selection of takeout containers, too. Call Billy to help you plan the renovation of your kitchen or dining room. Home cooks will find a great selection of kitchen tools, too. Hours are 8 to 4 weekdays right now. Buy local. Our city depends on it. Care, hotel, and restaurant supply. Call 482-0294, 4815 Conti Street. The Edwards Mortgage Group, the Mason Collective, NOLA Title Group, and ARC Insurance Consultants are the ones to call on for all of your home needs. Whether it's mortgages, closing, sales, or insurance, they take care of your home needs, and now they've come together to help take care of the needs of our beloved New Orleans music community by partnering with Bougainvillea Productions and Soul Project NOLA for Fridays from the Funky Uncle. Fridays from the Funky Uncle is a free webcast live from the one-of-a-kind Mardi Gras float, the Funky Uncle Lounge, that features New Orleans musicians playing live music combined with interviews and outreach news to raise money for the entertainment community of New Orleans that have been impacted by COVID-19. You can join in the funky fun time by simply going to www.funkyuncle.live every Friday night at 7 p.m. Coming to the Funky Uncle Lounge April 16th, it's E.T. and the Jackson Square All-Star. For more information on how you can support Fridays from the Funky Uncle, go to funkyuncle.live. To protect his home and family from disaster, Steve used courage, wisdom, and his camera phone. That should do it. Way to go, Steve! By simply taking digital pictures of his family's important documents, Steve can always have them stored safely online, no matter when disaster strikes. Learn other simple ways to protect your home and family before a natural disaster at ready.gov. That's ready.gov. A message from FEMA and the Ad Council. Right down the highway from the excellent Keith Young Steakhouse is Five Girls. And the food is very good casual fare. Here is a fantastic club sandwich with homemade potato chips, a great Cuban, good salads, and the best red beans and rice we have ever had. Poor boys, hamburgers, and terrific fried seafood. Five Girls, 305 Highway 21 in Madisonville, 985-845-2348. Open calendar. What's my schedule looking like? Next Thursday, you will be caught in an emergency flash flood between Park and First Street. What? No, no, that, that doesn't work. I'm, I'm busy then. Decline. De- decline. Floods don't exactly work around your schedule. Disasters don't plan ahead, but you can. It starts with talking to your loved ones about making an emergency plan. So don't wait. Communicate. Visit getagameplan.org. Brought to you by the Louisiana Governor's Office of Homeland Security and Emergency Preparedness, FEMA, and the Ad Council. The Crescent City Steakhouse has been a favorite since the first time I discovered it on Mardi Gras Day. This old-fashioned steakhouse hasn't changed much since it opened in 1934. I love the steaks. Here is prime beef, dry-aged in-house, a great T-bone or porterhouse steak. The Vojkovic family has welcomed generations of locals to this special place, and they'd love to welcome you. Crescent City Steakhouse, 1001 North Broad, 821-3271. Well, that rain chance is cranking up tomorrow, and it looks like we're going to have several days on end. Some of the rains could be heavy at times, likely midday tomorrow. Tonight, dry weather, a few clouds noted, dropping to lows of 60s. Tomorrow, the afternoon high goes to the upper 70s. Showers and a thunderstorm. Thunderstorm activity diminishing tomorrow night, but it's coming back midday or so throughout the day on Wednesday with overcast skies. Good chance of the rains, showers, and the highs go to the mid-70s. Likely some showers, too, coming up Thursday at times. 
Ralph Sanji, WGSL, Murphy's Mandeville Gun and Knife Show, with over 250 tables, knives, guns, and ammo. Saturday, April 17th, 9 to 5, Sunday, April 18th, 10 to 4, adults $10, ages 11 to 15, $5, 10 and under, get in free. Good for both days. $2 discount for military and police at Murphy's Mandeville Gun and Knife Show. Knives, guns, and ammo. Saturday, April 17th, Sunday, April 18th, at the Casting Center, Mandeville. For the second hour of the food show, also known as the second course here. Jeff Morrow is on the line, and I'm absolutely delighted to have him. Hi, Jeff. Hi, Marianne. How you doing? First of all, I want to tell you, you have to be prepared for anything here, because we have a major storm going on. <gasps> yes, oh, no. which, is, which is upsetting my doggy, who is not oh, nearly no. as pretty as your dog's. No, well, I should How say he is very—he's very beautiful, but he's not as groomed as your dogs. Well, he's, you know that's—that—that's that's not for. It takes a lot to groom dogs. It's exhausting. <laughs> we have two dogs, and they got to go every three weeks, and not to mention expenses. So I'm sure yeah. whatever you're doing is just dandy enough, right? Mine, you know, after about a week, mine smell like you know, old old camembert. Yeah, well, I don't bother with it. See, the dog is, this is a rural property, and this is a dog dog, although he is a beautiful shepherd. But he needs his Ooh. nails clipped, and he's become part of the show where he comes and pants into the microphone, and <laughs> you can hear his nails clip that should be clipped all over the as he walks around the house. So he's sort of a, a, a part of the show. People know when he's around. But, you know, that's COVID, so everyone's working at home. So he's not uh, he, he's not handling the storm. I take it very well. Yeah, he's not he's not liking it too well. No, uh, uh-uh. uh, no, he's not. It makes me so. So sad. be prepared Poor for that. Guy. I want right, he's he's a him, he's a hundred pound guy. He's a hundred pound oh. guy. Yeah, he's a big shepherd. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, like a German All right, I want shepherd? to tell you. Yeah, a German shepherd. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! Yeah. Very nice. Yeah, he's beautiful. Anyway, I want to tell you that we've been doing this show for thirty three years. Not me my husband's show for 33 years. I have sort of taken it over in the last few years. But um, I have hundreds of cookbooks in this house from all of those years. Wow. Yours is completely unique. I want to tell you that. I've read this book. I've read this book cover to cover. Get out of here. I'm not kidding you. I'm not kidding you. But... But it's not so much about the recipes. It's laugh out loud funny. And I've enjoyed it. And there are two stories that I want to focus on. One about, one, (laughs) I love your family. I want them to adopt me, okay? Not only do I want to come on over, not only do I want to come over, I want them to adopt me, okay? So somebody, is, is your family religious? We are, you know, we are born, raised Catholics, you know, right. to, okay. uh, you know, faulty Catholics, I like to say. Okay. Right? Okay. So somebody's mother was on their knees when you and those guys were on that trip 
to uh, Amsterdam. Oh, my, to Amsterdam. Yes, yes. Don't don't tell the story because I want them to go buy the book. And if they want to hear how, if you want to hear how an old stinky onion omelet saved Jeff Morrow's life, you have to buy the book. Oh, but I am so t- I am so I am smiling about. <laughs> listen, I have done so many interviews. You know, you know, it's like launching a book. It's yeah, you get it right. out there, right? It's a weird uh-huh. time to do it. So yeah. the more the merrier. Yes. I love it. So I've done a million interviews. I feel uh-huh. like in the last day and two days, you know, uh-huh. and this is my favorite so far because it, I believe you. You actually took time to actually read the book, and I think that's what makes Come On Over special. Are the stories? Are the glimpses into? whatever makes your models, crazy models life your crazy life but but that story is my favorite story <laughs> of all time and it really does have a sense memory to food so i didn't just call yes. it in there to tell the world the story oh but i'm so glad amazing story it, it is, is. So i'm telling you somebody's true. mother was on their knees praying for you guys i'm not joking when i saw when i got to the punchline, i went oh my god my mother used to pray constantly for our seven children her seven children oh wow and and so i get it somebody's mom took care of you guys that's all i can say could you imagine if the moms would have known what was going on to in amsterdam oh. during that uh you know <laughs> ill-fated seven hour span i mean uh, i didn't tell my parents that story uh-huh. i was well into my 30s you know i, uh-huh. I was still afraid to t- tell them you know <laughs> like this yeah. is what went down yes you almost lost yes. your son <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm telling you, somebody was praying for you. But I have a lot of great travel stories myself, and I want to share one for later. Okay? But I can't top right. that one. I can't top oh. that one. But let's get to the book, because I want to know what made you write it. Obviously, you know, commerce, but beyond that, um, I, I love the focus of this book. Talk about your family, because that's, that's what it's about. I mean... You hear it all the time, especially in the food world. It's almost like this tired trope, you know, oh, my mom made this, my grandma made this, this is why I make this, because of them. But for me, I can honestly say it's such a huge part of my existence currently as well, because Mm -hmm. I still live in like the same area I grew up in. My mom had a half hour. I had leftover food from Good Morning America this morning. And if she knew I would have given it to somebody else and not my parents, she would (laughs) have, you know, busted my stones for the next three weeks. I didn't feel like dealing with it. I had literally a half hour window oh, in between my last interview. She was going, so I bake her a cup of coffee. She comes in, I gave her, I'm not even joking. I had from another thing, I gave her six patty melts in a whole uncooked <laughs> Cuban mojo style marinated chicken and a, another cookbook for her friend Linda, of course, right? So she had a half hour, she, she comes in I thought in my they were house, all like, named like, Barb. They're all, they all she goes, guess who called me this morning when they opened the book? Linda and Barb, they call me together. Because <laughs> at first I said one of her friends, too, they're all named Linda, Barb, or Kathy. But they, they've had a falling out with Kathy about oh, six no. years ago. So oh, they're goodness. very happy I didn't mention Kathy. But she came in like a whirlwind, like the storm of brewing there uh, in New Orleans right now. She came in, she spilled half her coffee, she took all the food and a cookbook, made the dogs bark, and left within a fury, like within 20 minutes. <laughs> Point being is I'm still in bed. Like, I live yeah. it because yeah. I can't escape it. But It's like everybody I, loves Raymond. They're right across exactly. the street. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, a, yeah. it's a necessary, uh, uh, you know, part of my world. And you it, love it, really it didn't though. make me who I am. 
I you love, love it. it. I love like I mean, tell you, drop this in. book has heart. That's what makes this book special. We do, like I say, interviews all the time, and they're all gorgeous. They're gorgeous books. The pictures are stunning. Mm -hmm. It's the food stylist from Martha Stewart, and it's all you know. It's all photographed in their house in the Hamptons, and your book comes in, and it's <clears throat> it's heart. This book is heart, and I love wow. that about it. I love it. Anyway. I spent so much time writing it. You know what I mean? Like I, I've talked to people. Really? Because like, it looks, it labor? seemed to me like it poured out of you. It's like you know, it I'm did, gonna just like. And that's what was fun about the process because it did. I had these stories and I had these connections to this food that I wanted to tell the world. But still, like when you get the words on paper, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not a, uh, uh, grammatically, I'm, uh, uh -huh. I lack a little bit. So, I mean, the editing and all that stuff. But for me, I spent, like nobody else wrote a single word in that book but me. And I can honestly uh -huh. say that, you know, like it's uh -huh. my it's my brain, it's my heart, it's my soul. It was hilarious. It was hilarious. Thank you. Okay, the other the other story that I want to focus on, other than the 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 well, we'll get to the recipes a little bit later, but because to me, the book is about the heart, the family. It is so appropriately named. Uh, did you? I mean, did, was that such an easy choice for you? Come on over is perfect. You know what? Like the title came first and then the book came after uh -huh. we were in a meeting with uh -huh. uh, an, uh, my literary agent who I don't really have a literary agent at the time. They're just one of the agents at my agency. My longtime agents were in there too. Some of my most trusted people who for the last 10 years have, you know, been by my side in this career. And his name is Jeff Google. I give him a shout out in the book, but he's not your typical Hollywood New York slick mm. agent. You know what I mean? He's rotund. He's balding. He loves food. We go out for well, three dinners in a row Well, that wouldn't be a fit for often. you anyway. That's not a fit What's for that? you. Those guys wouldn't be a fit for you. This guy sounds no, like Oh, no. I don't. I, I grew up enough slimy people. Like, I don't need that. You know what I mean? Like, I want, like, somebody who <laughs> I can sit down and eat with. Right? Yeah, Real. Right. And, he, and I was telling him, I was like, I don't know. I just want this book to be like me. Picking up the phone, being like, come on over. I'm having things. You know, just that stuff. He goes, there it is. You said it. Mm -hmm. I go, what? He's like, your name in the book. Come on over. That's it. That's and right. The moment that title, like, I literally went online. I bought the URL, comeonover.com. It became like my ethos, you know, mm -hmm. like it's my, the name of my podcast. It's the name of the book. It's evocative of everything I grew up around. Mm -hmm. And currently, you know, I mean, like people, it's like we don't, if I don't say those words most weekends, come on over, <laughs> most people aren't socializing. You know what I mean? Like people aren't going to be fed. You it's know, a crutch now. <laughs> we have a we have a thing in Louisiana, and this is really a true fact. This state, there are more people in this state who born, live, and are and die within a five mile radius. Well, they, they are born and die within a five mile radius of where <laughs> they were born. 